Hello, before we jump into this week's podcast, I wanted to let you know about an exciting new thing I put out last week that's going to help you make the most of 2022. It is the 2022 Astrology Guidebook for Your Business and Your Life. You're going to want to get it so that you have my handpicked Lalo dates, the major transits that I want you to know about, all the new and full moons and their lunar constellation location, as well as the auspicious dates from the Indian calendar and my handpicked dates for selling and launching. So if you are in business, that piece alone is totally worth it. So all you need to do to get it is go to my website, weaveyourbliss.com. You'll see it up in the corner, get the 2022 astrology guidebook and all of the profits from the sale go to an indigenous led environmental organization. So you can't go wrong. Plus you can get a link to pop it all into your Google calendar. Welcome to the Weave Your Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Paula Crossfield, a Vedic astrologer and business coach helping you to live in your purpose. And that is what this podcast is all about. So let's jump right in to the conversation. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weave Your Bliss podcast. Another solo episode with me talking today about what astrology is for and what it is not for. I've been contemplating this over the last week, really feeling called to share a little bit more with you all because astrology is such a huge part of my life and is so important to me. And I know I was hugely skeptical in the past and thought that it was some kind of pseudoscience. (laughs) So I want to share a little bit about why it's become so important to me um, as a guide, really. And this is my first point, is that it helps us to understand ourselves better. So when we're born, if we have the exact time of our birth, and of course, date and location we have a map that allows us to see certain tendencies, certain karmas, or specific like knots, areas of difficulty, obstruction that we may need to face in our particular lifetime. Now, the skeptic is like, I don't understand even how that works. And the point is that we're humans and we can't really understand fully how that works. But for me, it's a grace. It's, it's a function of grace that we have this ability to see beyond the material, see beyond the plain, direct way of knowing things. And this is something that exists in the subtle realms. After you have kind of understood a little bit about astrology, you can start to see patterns over and over again that occur. And you know, this only comes through having faith in the process and reading many, many charts. And this helps to strengthen that faith again, that these patterns are real and that there is some knowledge that can be gleaned through looking at a chart. And it actually is quite scientific. It's quite numbers oriented. And it's not a coincidence that the eighth house and the second house are across from each other in a chart. And the second house really has to do with traditions and 
knowledge and earnings, but also with numbers. And the eighth house has to do with the unseen. It has to do with death, shadow work, the difficult things in life that usually purify us. So there's something along that line that really relates to astrology as well. The point is it helps us to understand ourselves better. It gives us a map so that we know where we're working and what we need to focus on in order to better ourselves, in order to find success, in order to step into our purpose, which is really ultimately what it's about. It helps us to stop comparing ourselves to others. Because if you truly understand the uniqueness that you hold, then you know that someone else's uniqueness is not comparable to you. This also allows you to know where your superpowers are, where your opportunities are, where your strengths are. And this is the second piece of this is that it confirms our own intuition. So many of us are really divorced from our intuition nowadays, you know, out in the world doing things and making decisions and using our beta brainwave state, which is like a decision making state. High beta is stress, (laughs) you know, so a lot of us are kind of vacillating between these two states of being. And we're not nurturing the alpha and the theta states, which are alpha is the creative brainwave and theta is like what we're in when we're meditating. So our intuition lies mostly in those two states. And that's where we're really cultivating it. And this is why having a morning routine is so powerful because it's giving us that transition from sleep, which is a delta state into the theta and the alpha creative brainwave states before we move into the decision making state. So another sidetrack, but intuition really is fed when our brain is in those other two states. When our intuition is strong, we may get a hit about something, but it's always important to then test our intuition to know what is true for ourselves with more conviction. So of course, we should trust our intuition, but it's always good to test it and to get an omen or to find somebody talking about something, you know, serendipity, somebody's discussing something that we were just thinking about or trying to make a decision about. Other people use things like tarot cards, or you can ask a question and do a divination in the moment with astrology. But even just having a feeling like I'm in a really hard time and I feel like I'm in a transition, I have a lot of clients say that to me when they come to me, and that is confirmed in their chart. And so often people say, I feel relieved knowing that what I was feeling is re-shown inside my chart. And, and this is the third piece, is it allows us to understand timing. So how long will this period of difficulty last? When is the window of opportunity for me to try to make money, for example, or be able to save for this thing or go to school or get married? There's all of this timing that's baked into the astrological map, the birth chart. So astrology was originally one of the limbs of the Veda. And so it's a science that is thousands of years old. And originally it was used to find auspicious timing for things. This is the kind of original reason because of course it was the rich, it was the king who was using this science to help him time things. And so this is the other gift that astrology brings. It allows us to find elegant timing 
and to understand the transits that are happening and how those may be activating things in our own personal chart to understand when things may be difficult, when it may be a good time to rest, when it may be a good time to work really extra hard because you may double your income or be able to save for something. So this is a gift, really. Astrology is a gift to help us better understand what is going on and give us a language and give us a sort of lens through which to look at the play of the universe, this whole lifetime that we are living and what our priorities should be and what we may have to navigate that's more difficult. And within that are remedies. So a good astrologer will give you remedies to use to help navigate the blocks, help to break up the karmic knots. So what astrology is not for is to type people and sort of put them in a box and limit them. And I see this a lot in astrology in India, sometimes there's a kind of complex where somebody is up on a platform and you're down below and they're just telling you how it is. And there's not a real sense of bedside manner. So somebody will just say, you're not going to have kids and you're going to get in an accident. And it, and I have clients who come to me very scared by things that that an astrologer has told them. So it's really important to keep in mind that astrologers are human as well. They may have studied the system very thoroughly, but they are not perfect and they do make mistakes and they do say things that are wrong. So I personally find it to be much better to keep things open, to hold people in what's going on, to help them see the positive, to help them find the kernel of learning to help them work on the blocks, to help them look at the opportunities and to help them move in a positive direction with this knowledge. It's not something to keep us in a box. Also, it's not something to blame when something goes wrong. And this is really important because if you're in a hard period, if you're in an influence of Saturn, for example, or Rahu, we can fall into the pattern of being like, oh, it's because I'm in my period of Saturn. Oh, it's because I'm in my period of Rahu or Rahu's here in my chart or Saturn is here in my chart. And that's not helpful <laughs> because all of the planetary energies have to be digested. So what it is being asked of us when we're in a period, a difficult period is to figure out where the medicine is to digest it a little bit better, to request more grace, to find support where we need it, to give ourselves support where we need it so that we're better digesting those energies so that we can get the kernel of wisdom from that period. Because that's what ultimately all these different periods and these influences are for. They're to help us evolve and become better people, to move us towards enlightenment. And I'm doing air quotes right now because what I mean by that is lightening our karmic load so that we feel more at ease and things don't throw us off. When something hard happens, we're able to weather it and come back into a more neutral equilibrium state, no matter what's happening. Understanding that it's not personal, nothing that's happening is personal. You know, people saying bad things about us, it's not about us. It's about karma and just kind of neutralizing that understanding it's our responsibility to show up and do what is meant for us and releasing the rest, you know, just cultivating that neutrality, which is really the lesson of Saturn ultimately is to teach us that. So astrology is not for 
blaming or creating a crutch for ourselves. It is to help us move forward in a positive way. And so if you're not using it for that, I highly suggest not using it, (laughs) that it's not going to be a reliable source of information for you. If it's something that you blame, or if it's something that you put yourself in a box with, that's not a helpful use for astrology. And it's definitely time to take a big step back. Because this is ultimately about becoming your own guru. So getting information from a Jyotishi or an astrologer is to help you get an alignment with yourself so that you can try to figure out how to move forward in the best way. It's not to help you create more barriers for yourself or create more blocks for yourself or create more fear for yourself. That's definitely not what you want. When you have a good Jyotishi, they help to keep you, they help to move you away from fear. So I hope this is helpful and I would love to hear from you all. If you want to send me a message, you can go to weaveyourbliss.com and go to the contact there and let me know what you think. If you have any questions, if you have any other topics you want me to cover in these solo podcasts, I would love to hear from you and hear what you would love to hear about. So obviously, this information can be quite helpful if you have a business because it can help you to better understand yourself and what it is that motivates you, what it is that brings you joy, the kind of work that you best are served by doing. You can also use this information to help match yourself with ideal team members or ideal clients so that you know who you can actually help. So this is a very, very powerful tool when applied to our business. So I hope this was helpful this week. And in addition, if you want to learn more about the planetary energies so that you can better digest them, I highly recommend taking my course, The Planets. It's really fun. People actually have been giving me feedback that they're enjoying hearing the stories of the planets, which I tell in the beginning of each section. I also help you understand your chart better and what karma is, what astrology is, where it comes from. So there's a lot of depth in there um, in service of you better understanding these planetary energies so that you can start to notice. Even if you don't know your chart or you haven't had a reading, you can know maybe what planets you're under the influence of just by hearing more about them and their qualities. So in order to find that, you can just go to weaveyourbliss.teachable.com and you'll see my courses there. And please make sure you're on my newsletter list as well because I have some upcoming courses that you won't want to miss as well as other surprises and opportunities. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weave Your Bliss podcast. We hope it was inspiring for you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a comment for us. I want to thank the team at Team Podcast who helped get this podcast out to you. And also to thank the musicians who were the creators of this beautiful music we're listening to now. It comes from an album, Fragments of a Season, by Alexis Georgopoulos and Jeffrey Cantuladesma. So check it out wherever you get your music. Have a wonderful day and we will connect soon on a future episode.